Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. Hello, everyone. I am back with some more fun stories for you. Um, hopefully you're gaining some insight and maybe having a good laugh, maybe shedding a tear, but all in all, I hope you are all feeling closer to your Lord and Savior, your uh, Father in Heaven, and also your Father in Heaven, and hopefully uh, gaining a greater testimony uh, right along with me. I'm hoping that what I talk about today can be um, kept within the bounds of my episode timing, but if not, I will do a uh, part two episode. So we'll we'll see how this goes. I've kind of started laying things out, but I think I'm kind of needing to just go on the spirit a little bit here and, and share what I feel prompted to share. And if it goes long, it goes long and I'll, I'll record more. Um, I wanted to call this episode and potentially uh, a part one and part two, uh, the divorce Twilight Zone, because those of you that have listened to the original Twilight Zone uh, episodes, uh, you got quite an earful. And, uh, you know, it was funny, my brother, or one of my brothers, I should say, um, was being charitable and uh, giving my show a listen. And he said he listened to I'm assuming part one of the Twilight Zone first, and and he's like it was it was a lot it was tough to listen to or whatever he was that he said and and uh, I was just like yeah yeah that's kind of an interesting one to start with <laughs> you know maybe maybe go back to the beginning or. Um, yeah, because uh, some of these are a bit more um, personal and uh, some are a bit more um, uh, Christ-centered, I guess you could say. I mean, I, I'm definitely trying to give give a, a, um, a snapshot or, or a novel, I suppose, <laughs> um, just to kind of give people uh, some perspective on why why the things that I say on this show matters. And I think, you know, I've said this before, I've benefited from hearing others' experiences. I think that we all feel that way. It means more coming from someone who's been through something and a testimony is of, of anything is not something that is easily come by it's um but especially um, a testimony of our lord and savior is usually something that you've you've um walked through the valley of the shadow of death <laughs> a bit <laughs> to gain that uh, that rock solid testimony um i i don't claim to be rock solid i don't claim to be um uh, anyone you know particularly uh, special per se or 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 anyone who has all of the knowledge that there is to have or I'm no uh, scriptural uh, scriptorian or 
I don't even know if that's a word, but anyway, um, you know, but I, I, I know that for me, when I'm prayerful and I'm seeking an answer, sometimes I receive a message instantly um, through, through the spirit of the Lord. And sometimes I have to seek out the answer by other means. And I would say that more often than not, you will find the answer in the scriptures, which I know that there's a lot of people that want to say, oh, it's old, it's outdated. Oh, that scripture, uh, that particular scripture was used in this context. So it doesn't, doesn't have, um, it's not applicable to me. And I will say that that is the adversary talking to you because I have found that the Lord has been able to speak to me many, many times through scripture. And it didn't matter what the uh, specific reason or context that that scripture was written. It I knew that the Lord guided me to that particular scripture to give me the message that I was seeking. And that's the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the power of prayer. That's the power of the scriptures. And they cannot be replaced. Um, so why I decided to call this episode the Divorce Twilight Zone is because, like I said, if you'd listened to my uh, previous Twilight Zone uh, episodes, part one and part two, you know that I was trying to give a bit of um, a summary uh, in, in, in a few experiences of what I dealt with in my previous marriage. Um, and realizing that probably the best way I could describe it is that it felt like felt like the the twilight zone <clears throat> for me um to be involved with someone who i i believe is truly narcissistic possibly even sociopathic um definitely uh in a uh, um bipolar type depressive um state uh, you really never know what you're going to get, and you do whatever you possibly can to keep um, their demons at bay. And you have this illusion, this false sense of security and control um, when you're married to someone like that. You think that you, they make you believe that the things that you are doing um, is dictating the things that they are doing. And so by convincing you of that, you then start doing whatever it is that they want you to do. And sometimes it's just because you don't want to fight anymore. Um, I, I wrote down a few thoughts. And the first thing that I wrote down was this dating a narcissistic sociopath. I mean, I I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, a psychologist. I think nowadays, like, psychology is kind of blah, blah, blah. Um, but in my mind, the 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 um, the similarities, the the however you want to say it, I I would say he was he's potentially a narcissistic sociopath. But anyway, it's almost impossible. So when you're dating someone like that, it's almost impossible to recognize their true colors, which come out then after marriage. Now, like I said, there were there were red flags when we were dating, but um, but because of my own um, insecurities and my own um, nature, my own dysfunction, um, I uh, yeah, I definitely didn't recognize what was really going on. I maybe didn't want to recognize what was going on. Um, 
But like I like I explained, things got um, much worse after we got married, and 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 so it's like this idea that you're stuck with them. I know I felt that way. I I believe in some way he felt that way that I was stuck with him and uh, he could inflict whatever he wanted to on me and uh, I just had to I just had to deal with it. I do remember early on in our marriage and he was throwing a tantrum and I was just I can't remember exactly what it was that he was doing or saying and I just was like why why is change not an option? If if this is something about you that's not working for you or 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 it's putting off uh you know people who love you, you know or however you want to say it, it's like why why wouldn't you want to try and work on that? Why wouldn't you want to try and change and become better? And his response to me was this is just the way I am. Get used to it. And that was probably the most poignant thing he could have said because that proved to be absolutely true. I was married to him for 12 years. And I would say if he changed, uh, it it was only that he got m- more comfortable. He, he got pretty... He got pretty darn good at uh, working the puppet strings, not only on me, but others in his life as well. He got things set up pretty dang well uh, to his benefit. So, um, you know, there's no reason to change then. Even if your wife is so pissed at you, you know, and doesn't want to be intimate with you and is trying to avoid being around you and is being you know, quite blunt at times about what her expectations are. But she's the one with the problem. Now, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. You know, I I will continue saying that for the rest of my life. I am not perfect. I am not saying that I am the greatest person in the world to be married to. Um, but it takes two to tango. So I, I refuse to take all responsibility for it. I know that he wanted me to take all responsibility for the failure of our marriage. And his family wanted me to as well. And uh, I I just refuse. I just, you know, like uh, there's a there's a great uh, Dr. Phil quote. I don't watch him anymore, as I said in a previous episode. But, uh, but back when I did watch him, I loved how he said, um, the truth is like, uh, a pancake. It doesn't matter how flat you make it. There's always two sides. And uh, and then and then I I had someone I knew uh, kind of add to that, saying uh, there's two sides to every story, and then there's the truth. And uh, you know, it's somewhere in between. But I, I will say though, okay, well, the Lord knows the truth. Okay, so who better to defer to than? when you're dealing with something and, and you need to resolve something or you need to get past something or, or whatever the case may be when you're dealing with a relationship of some sort. Um, who, who knows you better? Who knows this other person better? Who knows the situation and what's going to be best for everyone? Uh, well, the Lord. Um, now, where, that, where you run into trouble is if not both people are on that same page. And that's where I ran into trouble was I – I felt like I was trying to um, handle things in marriage and 
even in, then in the divorce in a in a civil manner, in a Christ-like manner. And that does not work when you are dealing with someone who is a, a narcissist. Um, because that's why you ended up with them in the first place. And they will and 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 they got you where they wanted you. So if by some miracle you get away from them, they are not going to make it easy for you at all. And I know, you know, like I've said before, when I don't defer to the Lord, things don't go very well. But especially when you're dealing with someone who has what I believe is a, is a, a narcissistic demon within them. Um. Yeah, you 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 can't do anything other than get help from the Lord. Um, that's the only way. Uh, so what I what I had said in my in my thoughts that I wrote down was okay. You're you you know they let their true colors show once you're married to them and you're stuck with them. Um, but uh, but try to divorce them and you will quickly realize how deep the evil rabbit hole really goes. So you think someone's awful to you when you're married to them. I mistakenly thought things would get better after I divorced him. And while they did in the ways of I didn't have to share a bed with him anymore, I got to make my own decisions mostly. Um, I got to do what I wanted with my kids when I had them. Um, I, I, I really, in my mind, was like, I am free. Like, okay, for example, okay, this was a guy who would not let me cut my hair. Now, to be fair, when I met him and married him, my hair was down to my butt, okay? I had gorgeous hair, I will, I will say that. Um, when I was when I was younger, I took I took very good care of it, and I was very proud of how um, how beautiful and long it was. Okay, you know, so obviously that was something that was attractive to him. So I can understand why maybe, oh, okay, you know, if a guy has a preference or whatever, well, okay, I could see him not wanting me to do a pixie cut all of a sudden. Maybe that might be a little off putting. Okay, like I'll give you that, buddy. All right, um. But like I, like uh, I wanted to cut it. It was too long for having babies. That was just me. Okay, I'm not saying anybody else is wrong for having a pixie cut or having hair down your butt and you and do and dealing with that when you got little ones. To each their own. But the point is, a woman should be able to choose, and it's up to your, it's up to the husband to love you anyway, regardless of how you wear your hair, regardless of how you looked when you first got together. Now, now. I, I do want to keep looking attractive for my husband, um, and and I know that he wants to do the same for me. We're both not trying to just let ourselves go and be, you know, slobs and whatever. Like, you know, there still is a dance. There still is a, a, a courtship that is supposed to continue while you're married. I, I get that. I I still participate in that, okay? Still trying to look attractive, okay? So that was where it was kind of confusing for me dealing with my previous marriage was that the level he was taking it to was abusive. You know, I would go to get my hair trimmed 
and he would give me the third degree about how far I was going to let them cut my hair. He wanted to know ahead of time. And then when I got home, he would come and inspect. And, and, then, and then if it looked shorter than he had agreed to, I would then get further verbal abuse. That is disgusting. Disgusting. You do not do that to your wife. Not at all. Do you think that made me feel attractive? Do you think that made me want to be attractive to him? So guess what I did? The second I got away from that creep, I chopped all my hair off. I buzzed it off. I gave myself a hairdo that made me look like a lesbian. I'll be honest. And then guess what? He went around and was telling everybody that that's what I was. He was telling everybody that that's why I left him is because I was gay. It's not true. But that's what he was saying. And, be, and because he couldn't abuse me about my hair anymore. He couldn't, he couldn't tell me what I could do with my hair. He, he used, he still used it to find a way to abuse me and try to convince everybody that I was an Im, wanting to live a life as an immoral Christian woman. Um, I also wrote down, um, I will say, I, I don't feel, I'm not sorry I cut my hair off. It was extremely therapeutic for me. I thoroughly enjoyed shaving my head. And everybody heals differently from abuse. And there's some women out there that have to shave their heads because of cancer. And for a woman, hair can be everything to you. And when it's used in a way that's abusive, or you lose it because of something that's out of your control, it can make you feel like less of a person. It can make you feel like less of a woman, less feminine. And it's... It, it absolutely needs to be something that does not define you. And that's what I learned through that experience while it was therapeutic. And I, and I thoroughly enjoyed having short hair. I realized that that was a release that I needed to have. And I also needed to recognize that that was not something that defined me. And so because my hair didn't define me as a, as a human being, as a daughter of God, it didn't matter what length my hair was, whether I had hair or not, whether anyone found me attractive. <laughs> my Heavenly Father wanted me to know. That I was wanted by him, even if no one else wanted me. And that even if I had to shed every person in my life, everything I owned, every hair off the top of my head, I belonged to Heavenly Father and he was the one who wanted me and 
my big brother, Jesus Christ. They're the ones who want me to return to them, who want me to come and spend time with them through prayer and learn of who I really am through them and that it has nothing to do with what I look like. It has been so healing for me. I will say I did not want to get remarried. I really did not. But like I said, I was trying really hard to be close to the Lord and do what he wanted me to do. And when he brought me and my now husband um, together, it's been hard. It's been a it's been a challenge, but it's also been so healing and so educational for me because I've been able to see, even though there's times when I'm like, you know, what, what is he saying or doing? Is he gonna, you know, I'm, I've got my, uh, I've got my, um, sensors up, you know, and, and, and it's taken me time to kind of realize like, okay, he's not my, my previous husband. He's not, saying and doing the same things as him. He doesn't have the same motivation. He's he's not treating me the same. Uh even if even if something is just being a guy, it's like, well, this you know what I mean? Like it's just it's been so wonderful to have the Lord provide me with this opportunity to be with someone who who incidentally wanted to be with me when my hair was super short even though he knew me in high school when I had long long beautiful hair um he he's shown me time and again no matter what I look like that he he loves me for me and and I wanted to, you know, have 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 my guard up. Um, but I, but I, the Lord has helped me to um, tear it down and to recognize that my husband truly views me the way. God wants him to and and to be able to be in that kind of a relationship to have that kind of a marriage to feel truly supported to feel to feel beautiful Not because of however my hair looks, but but because he he sees who I am, because the Lord's shown him who who I really am, and the Lord has shown me who He really is too. It's been amazing. It's been really amazing. So I would say, no matter what your situation is married or not, divorced or not, uh, whatever the case may be, if you will do the, the, the work, make the effort to uh, learn of 
the Lord's ways and to develop a relationship with him through Christ. They'll show you everything you need to know and they'll they'll guide you. There was a scripture that I wanted to um, read to you. I, I found it interesting. This is one of those. I, I like to point out these things where there's similar scriptures in the Bible and in the Book of Mormon. So for those that are not not uh, uh, as aware of the Book of Mormon or maybe is n- not properly given it a chance, um, they do support each other. The Bible and the Book of Mormon do absolutely support each other. Um, so there is a scripture in Isaiah uh, 28. It says in verse 10, well, sorry, I'll, I'll start with verse 9. It says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. Verse 10, For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. And incidentally, in Second Nephi, chapter 28, in the Book of Mormon, verses, I'm going to read verses 30 and 31. Uh, it starts out, For behold, thus saith the Lord God, I will give unto the children of men, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. And blessed are those who hearken unto my precepts and lend an ear unto my counsel, for they shall learn wisdom. For unto, excuse me, for unto him that receiveth, I will give more. And from them that shall say, we have enough, from them, excuse me, from them shall be taken away even that which they have. Cursed is he that putteth his trust in man, or maketh flesh his arm, or shall hearken unto the precepts of men, save their precepts shall be given by the power of the Holy Ghost. So that's kind of summarizing the point that I was trying to make, that when you are seeking out knowledge, whatever it may be about the Lord while I do believe he can kind of just give you giant nuggets um, in one fell swoop, um, it doesn't usually work that way, and um, and and definitely not if you're not uh, quite ready for it. I would say, um, but but the way it says it here in, in both of these scriptures, and now you see in the Bible and in the Book of Mormon, it, it says very plainly, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Um, you, you can, you can gain that knowledge, you know, whether it's about your, yourself, your relationship with Heavenly Father, your, your purpose here on earth, uh, your purpose in being married to your spouse, um, your purpose in your children's lives, uh, what you should be doing with your spare time. I mean, what the, you know, just whatever the case may be. Maybe it's mysteries of the universe. Maybe it's, you know, wondering about uh, um, eternal laws. I, it's, it's all there to be given to you, but we have to be patient 
and we have to put forth that that effort and and ask for it asking you shall receive knock and it shall be opened unto you that's also very applicable um we don't we don't trust in man and everything man has to say except by the power of the holy ghost and so when you get to that point where you know what it means to get a clear um message a confirmation of truth from the spirit of truth, uh, then you can have things shared with you by by other uh, men and women uh, and know that what they are sharing is true. And that's all you need. That's It's really that simple. Like I said, not not easy, but, but simple. Um, I do still have quite a bit more, I would like to say, and I'm almost out of time. Um, I, <laughs> oh, oh, another thing that I wrote down um, about this subject matter, I, I just said, I would love nothing more than to pretend the past never happened and simply move on with my life anew. That's a challenge when you have constant reminders and Satan is very good at doing that and often at the most unexpected and in the most unfortunate ways, uh, unexpected times and in the most unfortunate ways. Um, I've, I've dealt with a lot of, uh, a lot of challenges, a lot of hiccups. You yeah, oftentimes in divorce, you can feel like you take a, uh, one step forward, two steps back, uh, and then two steps forward, one step back, and it's just, uh, uh. anyway, um, so there's more, there's more I'd like to share, um, about this, so I will end this episode now at my, uh, half hour mark that I want to end at, and then I will continue on next time, so please, if you have not, uh, been frightened away (laughs) please come back and and join me uh join me next time